the college football experience, Georgia tech, yellow jacket season preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome to the college football experience, Georgia tech, yellow jacket season preview. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline, kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, the best looking man. Yeah, buddy. The best dressed man. <laughs> Long limousines, jet airplanes. Oh, let him know, baby. And any woman in the world I want. <laughs> oh. Something like that. How are you, buddy? This is the Georgia Tech. Look, they've won a national championship more recently than Georgia. That is true, and we should mention that anytime. Georgia fans chant SEC, which they chant because they themselves can't win a national championship. So they rely on their rivals essentially to uh, carry the weight for them. So, so let's get into this. Let's talk. Let's cue that Dundee music. This is the Georgia tech yellow jackets, Jeff Collins. Look, I think this hire is, is going in the right direction. I think it's making a lot of sense. You, you went to the, the, the young quarterback route a season ago with Jeff Sims as an 18 year old. That's right. Invest early. It got a, from a strategic standpoint, not a bad move by Jeff. Makes Collins. a lot of sense having him. Also the other freshman, uh, Jabir Gibbs, that guy, that guy was a beast, Jameer Gibbs. Um, and I think, look, they did win the, the national championship more recently than Georgia. All right. Why, uh, why can't, they're in Atlanta, Patty C yeah. name image likeness. The NIL just got passed. Right? Yeah. A-town, it's a baby. big city. Yeah, That's that, a big, big city. This is one of these schools that could really benefit from it because while the academic uh, restrictions are still going to be there, that's going to be a challenge for them. Money does a lot to overcome. How can it be a challenge for them if they've won a national championship before? 
with the likes of Dorsey Levins and Marco Coleman and all those. That's true. And all those players. I want to say back in what, like the sixties or something, Georgia tech was a true powerhouse. So uh, it, it, you know, that's only, is this when they beat Cumberland 222 to nothing? Well, they were definitely a powerhouse. How is there not a 30 for 30 on that doc, on that yeah. blowout? I it's beyond me. There <laughs> needs to be a 30 for 30 on that. You need me on that wall, Patty. See, but let's talk Georgia tech yellow jackets. They did go young and they started Jeff Sims as a, as a guy that I, I they just kind of punted on the season. I thought last year, three and seven season. Yeah. But I thought they invested in the future, and that's smart to me, especially when you have Collins in year two transitioning from a triple option offense into what they have. You know, now Sims and Gibbs back as freshmen. I think you got to be excited there. Your wideouts, uh, Malachi Carter Jr. I, I, look, Sims has got to be able to throw the ball better because that was one of their their biggest flaws a season ago. But I, I like with him and McGowan the. Uh, the Northwestern transfer at wideout, perhaps that can work out. Yeah, little uh, reinforcements coming in through the transfer portal very nicely there. Dylan uh, uh, D- D- Devaney, is that Devaney? I believe. I think he Devaney, got it. something like that at tight end. Look, he's back, and then you look at the O line. You say, you oh, know, two of five starters back. That's kind of misleading because left tackle Devin Cochran coming in from Vanderbilt, where this guy's on the NFL radar. Yeah, three year starter. And uh, Kenneth Kirby, a two-time All MEAC player at Norfolk State, uh, yeah, coming in at another uh, tackle transfer. So, who knows? You know, it does seem like they they have uh, reloaded through the transfer portal a little bit. Yeah, uh, I I just think it makes a lot of sense. They brought in a kicker from Tennessee. They had some kicking woes. Um, then you you bring in uh you bring in a couple guys. You get a linebacker from Maryland. I know we haven't really touched the defensive side of the ball yet, but I I, I think the offense, if Sims can just pass the ball a little more consistently, they're going to be, they could be really good. Well, he's going to need to pass it a lot more consistently because 54% completion percentage barely cuts it in high school. Yeah. Now granted he was at high school age last year, probably like a junior in high school age for part of the year. So this is a young kid and he's got a ton of athletic gifts. Um, and and if you look, they still won at Florida State. They still beat Louisville by nineteen. They still beat Duke by th- by twenty three. So I mean, yeah, some of these other losses. I think when you're starting a freshman quarterback, but they throw out that Clemson game. That's the only one that's just wow. Yeah. But obviously, you can't afford to be losing to Syracuse by seventeen. Yeah. Um, but some of the other ones, I feel like, are respectable. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the year, their losses have become more respectable. At NC State by ten, and yeah. then against Pitt by fourteen. I mean, not good losses, but uh, not also sixty-six point losses like they had against Clemson. Yeah, yeah, and so. d- defensively, they just got to get to the quarterback more often. Uh, only twenty-one sacks in ten games a season ago. Uh, they were the hundred ninth scoring defense in America, ninetieth mm. against the run, one hundred eleventh against the pass. One charting at one hundred nine, which is actually Collins' specialty. I know they were incredibly young. They're bringing back. Uh, 10 starters on the defensive side of the ball. They're also bringing in a couple transfers from Alabama transfer from Maryland. Uh, hopefully another transfer from old dominion. So uh, maybe they can just, if just anything, just get into like, just improve. Yeah. Just get to like, even like the 60, 70 range. You'd be a bowl team. Um, I didn't touch offensively. They were 95th offensively. I know that I should have, I should have touched on that before. Those are my notes. And I missed that 43rd against the uh, 43rd rushing the ball, 93rd passing the ball charting at 71st. So the offense actually is kind of respectable 
I know that you want to be better than 71st as a power five, but considering you're starting an 18 year old, I, I think the offense actually, if you can just limit the turnovers, which Sims w- would make a lot of turnovers a season ago, defensively get to the quarterback more. And obviously, I mean, returning 10 starters on defense, you gotta like that, right? I mean, you gotta like the fact and really, really not only, th- only three seniors. So, so they're a little young. more time there. They're young. Let me rattle off the defensive stats over the uh, past few years and offensive stats for the, these teams. And we'll see what the difference is between what Paul Johnson had been doing in his final two se- seasons versus what Jeff Collins has been doing in his first two. So defensively uh, 63rd in the nation and uh, 79th in the nation in uh, on defense the last two years. And then Collins comes in one Oh four and one ten. So last two years with Johnson, because I don't think they were better. Yeah. They were better than what Collins was doing. Now I, you could say that, you know, the transition of personnel, but that really doesn't apply on the defensive side of the ball. You feel like you're just taking guys. I mean, maybe they're not used to practicing against right, but they play them in the game. So I think that's just a bad look for Collins. Um, And then offensively uh, Johnson had him at 70 and 33rd in the nation, his last two years. And then Collins drops to 124 and 96 over the last two years. So at least there's improvement, but you're still <laughs> down near the hundred range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think it's a big year for, him. I, I think knowingly last year, they went and played a young a bunch of young players. Yeah. And, I, and I, so I think you can kind of throw out the stats just on that. Yeah. They knew that, Hey, this is a, a crazy COVID season. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get these players out on the field and get them some experience. Um, the defensive side of the ball, man. I mean, they got Trey Swilling related to Pat Swilling and Ken Swilling and other, you know, long lineage of great I'm sold already yeah. just on the name, uh, all ACC corner. He was banged up most of last year. So he's there. That's going to really help Quez Jackson's a baller at linebacker. He's back. I mean, the defensive line returns uh, three of four and then the, the linebacking core, uh, returns two of three, but once again, one of those is a transfer that's played, and then you're returning back your whole secondary. This could be a much improved defense. Well, yeah, I mean, you get all that experience coming back, and I think Jeff Collins is smart. We we talked about this with Carl Durrell at Colorado. It's like just when you are, when you are given a little leash, take advantage of the the leeway you're given. If if you're in a make or break year, then you try and win every game and start. But like you can build toward the future when you have a couple years to do it, especially with the throwaway season built right into it. So I do think that Collins took advantage of it. Well, and the fact that Sims at quarterback is super talented and has three seasons ahead of him. This is the anti Georgia, you know, yeah. Georgia has uh, uh Justin Fields, you know, far more potential than uh, Jake Fromm, uh, athletically speaking. And they start from over him because they want to win now, you know, and what happens, they ended up, basically having Ohio state take their guy and go to the national championship game. So uh, maybe Georgia tech doing the smart thing here. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll get to that Georgia game because what if they were the spoilers? What if Georgia, everyone's thinking they're undefeated in that final game of the year, Georgia <laughs> tech beats and we'll get to it in a second here, but uh, let's get to the win total. Vegas is saying we're going to break down the schedule. Um, They four and a half wins. Patty C. Let let's get to it because I think it's a compelling schedule and blindly look without looking at it. Yeah. I'm going to say over because I think when you start that many young players a season ago, it's going to pay off towards the end of this year. 
Well, we'll see. I want to, I want, I do want to touch on the recruiting rankings and see if they've actually improved from a talent standpoint. Cause that's kind of the narrative that has, you know, followed negatively plagued Paul Johnson and any triple option team. And supposedly as uh, Jeff Collins and Atlanta guy, you know, recruiting Atlanta. Well, his, one of his strong suits. So uh, the last five recruiting cycles, uh, three of which belong to Paul Johnson, 48, 44 and 50 overall. Um, and I guess, I don't know if you would consider 2019. Would you consider that Jeff Collins first class? That's, that's tricky because it matters when I'd have to go look at when he I don't hired. really consider yeah. like the first class yeah. they signed to be theirs. Yeah. You know, okay. if they take over in January, I agree. Yeah. so Johnson basically left him with uh 48, 44 and 50. Not- I mean, maybe they hired Collins early. Cause I think Johnson announced his retirement like mid season. Okay. So but maybe still, he was able to get in some, I don't remember you're not them. recruiting yeah. those guys. So, and then Collins takes over the, the 2020 class immediately jumps up to number 27. So the improvement is there, but backslide to number 48 last year with a complete class. Now this year it's early on. So you can't tell he's sitting at number uh, 37. So you are seeing a jump of about 10 to 12 spots. Is that going to result in some more wins from a talent standpoint, potentially we're not convinced 100% that Jeff Collins is the same caliber of coach X's and O's wise as Paul Johnson. So w- it remains to be seen whether the wins will actually happen. Well, they open up the season Saturday, September 4th against Northern Illinois in Atlanta at Bobby Dodd stadium. This is a win should be you know, Northern Illinois was winless, but they, they were competitive yeah. in those, in those uh, games last year. But who was Northern Illinois coach that, Thomas Hammock. <clears throat> I think he's on the hot seat. It's a huge year for him, but who is the one that took him to the uh, orange bowl? Uh, to, they had Dave Doran, Dave Doran, and then they had was. Rod Carey. Okay. Both, gotcha. both had magical years with them. Gotcha. So um, Dave Doran's not walking through that door at Illinois, Northern Illinois this year. So I'm on Georgia tech here. Then they play triple option Kennesaw state. So getting a dosage of old Paul Johnson's uh, yeah, medicine there. Yeah. I got Georgia tech winning that. So two and oh out the, at the gate or out the gate. And then they play at Clemson in a game that they're forced to play every year, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Talk um, about, you know, these, these, especially for these manufactured uh, cross division rivalries. I mean, from a, a geographical standpoint, this kind of should be a rivalry, but I don't know that it has that feel at all. Colby is adamant that this game has no rivalry feel whatsoever, and it's just a terrible draw for Georgia I mean, Tech. Ma- maybe Georgia Tech fans or Clemson fans will tell you differently. Yeah, but I'm saying from a national point of view. Yeah. No. Uh, Pitt and Clemson to me is it the same thing. Duke and Clemson's the same, right? Yeah. It's like Florida LSU. It's a shit draw for both of them. Only this one's just a shit draw for. Georgia yeah. tech. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you could say had before Clemson had this stretch, Georgia tech had had that national championship season in 90. It had some really good years with Georgia Leary. I do believe that it's a little closer all time than you would think from a record standpoint, but it, it certainly hasn't been competitive. For recently. some reason, I, I thought Georgia tech, Florida state seemed like more of a rivalry to me than yeah, they both have a similar f- kind of uh, flavor there. Let me see. Here. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe these Yellow Jacket fans are going to say I'm an idiot. But uh, <laughs> maybe there's a lot perhaps. more going on there. It, it, it is marked on Wikipedia as a rivalry. Georgia Tech actually leads this thing 50 to 33 all time. So Georgia Tech kicked their ass for a long time in the early years, but they have lost six in a row and eight out of the last nine to Clemson. So the changing of the guard is official at this point. It's easy to see a tide turn. Yes, indeed. It is easy to see a tide turn. Any chance they can pull off the upset in Clemson, South no. Carolina? No, they're, they're two and one. What's the point spread on that game? After last year, man, that's 35. 
maybe that's, 42. That's generous yeah. at Clemson. Uh, week four though, they come back home to take on North Carolina. And this is one that I feel like, why couldn't they Patty C? Cause they're not as good as North Carolina. I still think like people are putting North Carolina in the top 10 and I did yeah. not see a top 10 team last they year. They lost to Virginia they, and they just, their defense was a mess and they lost a ton of key pieces. And to be honest with you, North Carolina's first f- couple games, I'm going to quickly pull it up. I know we're not doing their podcast, but getting Virginia tech in lane, then coming back home, taking Georgia state who we just previewed, yeah, check that gonna, preview out a lot coming back. And then you're getting UVA who beat Beat them last year. This is a dangerous stretch for them. They could they could have a horrible season. Yeah, they could have their yeah. hands full up to this point, and going into Atlanta for this game might be more challenging than people think. Okay, we're gonna go North Carolina, but yeah. I, I could totally see this being a twenty to twenty game in or thirty to thirty game. I'd expect whatever. it to be yeah. pretty close. Maybe not that close, but I, I don't expect a blowout here. Uh, so two and two. Then yep. they're home to Pitt. They lost to Pitt thirty four twenty last year, and I think this score is a bit misleading because I think there was a pick six late in this game. Mm. So, it, wait, in favor of Georgia Tech or in favor of Pitt? Pitt beat them by fourteen last year. Yeah, but who got the pick six at the end? Pitt. Oh, so this game was actually pretty close. I think last it was a, a lot closer than what the score. If memory serves me correct, I could be wrong. Okay, but uh, this is one where look, this is a game Pitt would lose. You realize that, right? Yeah. This is one that Pitt like is looking great out the gate and probably beat a couple teams they shouldn't and then they they would go lose this game. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about it, the game to circle on the schedule right now to to dictate how your season's going to go? This is probably If it. you beat Pitt here and you're 3 and 2 heading into Duke, you could have a really good year. Yeah. That's true. I want to I mean, Georgia Tech uh, was uh, uh, my, the thought. The first thought that comes to my mind as we rattle off these games is, you know, there were six different or seven different ACC Coastal champs in a seven-year p- stretch, and Georgia Tech was one of them, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. so it hasn't been that long since they've been in the picture. And before that, they were, you know, one of two teams that represented the Coastal every year, them and Virginia Tech. So uh, that they can't be that far behind them. I, I mean, I think it's a winnable game. Who are you? I mean, I guess gun to my head, give me Pitt. But I'm saying, yeah, this is a this is a fifty fifty game. Georgia Tech is still too young. I mean, they 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 won twenty five percent of their games in the first year under Collins, thirty three or no thirty percent, I guess, in the second year. But so. Pitt's a strange team. Pitt will like lose to Duke and stuff. Oh, you know Pitt, what I mean? Like Pitt will definitely lay an egg. Pitt will definitely. So lay I an think egg. if you're a Yellow Jacket fan, circle Saturday, October second, straight uh, two straight home games. Who does Pitt get before that? Pitt. Oh, Pitt. Pitt uh, gets New Hampshire, so they they should be dialed in for this game. I would take Pitt, but it's going to be close in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So two and three. Yeah. They're at Duke. I think we have to favor Georgia Tech. They just whooped Duke by thirty or twenty three last year. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So that to. would be three and three. They get a bye week before traveling to Virginia. They didn't play Virginia last year. Interesting. Virginia will be coming off a game against Duke themselves. So. Uh, both of the, I would these favor teams UVA, but it most wouldn't shock games. me. Yeah, it would not shock me one bit if Georgia Tech won this game. Not at all. Georgia you know what's D- crazy, dude, is they could actually win three games in a row there. Pitt, Duke, and getting that bye week and then playing Virginia. Yeah, breaking up that back-to-back road trip. I'm nice. just saying they could. You could be looking at a scenario where they're five and two right there. Yeah, the schedule actually kind of like uh, it's challenging, but it it breaks nicely from a, a rhythm standpoint. You know, they're not put in a situation where they have like. Any back-to-back road games this whole season? Yeah, uh, then they're home to Virginia Tech. Obviously, we'd favor Virginia Tech, but Psh, wh- Tech would definitely be the type of team that could blow this. 
Yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech Dude, this has been a, a, a significantly behind in, in college first year, closer last year, and if they take a step forward this year, then they're right on everyone's heels. Well, and then they're at Miami after Virginia Tech, and the last time they were, Collins first year, year one, they won at Miami. Wow, Miami did suck balls, but Miami might suck balls again. I'm just saying, if you went that Georgia Tech team was transitioning from the triple option. Yeah. It's about as drastic of a uh, transition as you can make. I have no, idea. I mean, I've obviously we'll favor Miami in these, but I don't, I these dude, they could have a good year. We can give they them a could win. Really have a good year somewhere in there. No. I got them. Give me the beating either Virginia, or Virginia tech somewhere between Virginia, Virginia tech, and Miami. They'll get one. So then I would put them at what? So I, I got them beating what Northern Illinois, Kennesaw state Duke and, and one of the Virginias. So that'd be four. I have them losing to Clemson, North Carolina, Pitt, one of the Virginias, and Miami. and Miami. That'd be four and five. Not bad. With three games left, they're home to BC. That's a tough game. That's a, uh, it's a really hard one to predict. I'm inclined <laughs> to think Boston College right now. Yeah, me too. But I'm saying, I, I, these are like field goal games, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you get it figured out, if if like the the publications I'm reading says um, Jeff Sims is really uh loves the film room, and so if he does make improvements in that aspect of his game, and this was a team that was really penalized, so they're talking about uh you know sharpening up in areas they're 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 having to get the fundamentals down for the first two years, but now if they can fine tune some of this stuff, then this could that could be a huge difference maker. Uh. I I mean then they end the season at Notre Dame and home to Georgia. That's a that's a brutal two game stretch. But yeah, um, I'm gonna call for the over five and seven. What's the? It's four and a half. Yeah. Ooh, they're gonna get some of those teams. I think Vegas has it kind of spot on. Uh, I could see them going four and eight, and that would be kind of like the the level of improvement. But so wait, your four wins would be Northern Illinois, Kennesaw, Duke. And one of the Virginias, right? And, and then just yeah. losing out. Yeah, I just yeah. think they could beat some of those teams too. Yeah, I think Collins is good. Maybe, maybe you take the over. I wouldn't bet the house on it, but yeah, I don't feel great about this one because you are still really young. But right. I, I do think if I had to lean one way, I would lean over. Yeah, because North Carolina and Pitt at home are both winnable, you know. And then getting Boston College and Virginia Tech at home is big. So yeah, I do think that. Bowling is even a possibility. I don't think yeah. you're winning more than six, but uh, you could get that. Would be a great season for Collins if they if they went bowling here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know, I think you can make the case if they got Northern Illinois, Kennesaw, they beat Pitt, they beat Duke. That's four and two out the gate. Then they get that bye week and win at Virginia, five and two. Yeah, and you're welcoming Virginia Tech for homecoming with some hype. Yeah, wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me if you went six and two, and then let's just say they lose to Miami six and three. Hey, when uh, BC would be a win. They could go seven and five. Wouldn't put it past them. Hey, we'll see. I mean, Collins at previous stops. What has he done? At Temple, he was solid. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's uh, that's where he was. Seven head coach. and six yeah. in his first year. Eight and four in his second year. So it's not like the guy hasn't proven that he can win games, but. Winning in the ACC is a little different than winning in the AAC. Probably not that different, but you know there is a little more talent. Georgia Tech is one of the top offensive teams in the country. Quote in the movie, Rudy. Georgia Tech's one of the top offensive teams <laughs> in the country. Um, that is not 
the case at this point, but <laughs> maybe after this year we'll be able maybe, to say that. Maybe. I'm on the over. Patty C, gun to your head. I'll rock the over with you. Okay, there we go. You heard it here first, guys. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because we are previewing all 130 teams. Yes, we will have a preview on Northern Illinois. We already have Duke out there. We already have Boston College out there and Georgia. So check those out and uh, tell a friend and Clemson as well. Um, and we're going alphabetically. So subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, also, subscribe to the college basketball experience because I know you guys are excited. If you're Yellow Jacket fans, had a great year winning the ACC tournament a season ago. And you got a talented team coming back. Michael DeVoe. Uh, you got uh, Jose Alvarado, I think, is going to be back. So you got the Yellow Jackets once again going to be contending for a college basketball or ACC conference championship in college basketball. So subscribe to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round over on that feed, too. Um, but yeah, me, Patty C, NC Nick, we handicap every single Division One college basketball and college football game. Been doing it for four years now, and we've never had a losing season independently and as a collective, obviously. Uh, we also are way over 500 on our locks. And we give you all of that for free on the SGPN app. Make sure you download the SGPN app. Yes, you're getting all of our picks, but you're also getting all of our podcasts, all of our articles, a lot of great content contests. We're giving away stacks of cash. Get the SGPN app. It's free in the app store or Google play store. And if you grab it, write a five-star review there on that iTunes, uh, you know, go, go in there, the Apple the apple patty C and I sound like George Bush. Right. (laughs) Um, but, uh, if you do that, take a screenshot of your review, tag me on Twitter at the Colby D and I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. Come on. Brand new t-shirt. Just it's, it's perfect. Perfect for the football season. So do that or college basketball. If you want that, we could do some of the college got basketball a gorgeous logo. We do have a gorgeous you logo. Know how there are some like shirts that you, it's a company and you say, okay, it's kind of tacky that you're wearing a company. No, we are, you know, this is a swaggy shirt. It's a good look. You would wear this out in public anyway. So I'm saying I would, I, I do. Yeah. All right. So, uh, check that out. We'll send you a free t-shirt at the Colby D. Give me a follow. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, don't forget the college experiences on Twitter at uh, uh, the, the or TCE on S G P N. We're Jeez. working on it. Jeez. <laughs> it's so new. Colby doesn't even know it yet. Yeah. We just added that Twitter feed for our, the own personal show there. So check that out. And also we're part of the sports gambling podcast network. They're on Twitter at the S G P N network uh, and check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. All right. This is the college football experience, Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket style. You better start thinking about yours. And we are.